It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Uh, and uh, Brady, I, I don't want to be the one to tell you this because you get frisky in these situations. What's but, that? But uh, after this week's games... We will have done 99 football games on Get Stuck on Sports. And you'll somehow end up with uh, number 100. Absolutely. But 103 years seems like a pretty good rate. Uh, that's that's a pretty good rate. We, we, uh, did, we did 39 last year. We're going to need some help this week to get to 39 this year. Which? Because we'll be at 36 after the weekend. I think the teams we have left outside of one all are favorite. I mean, obviously, Brown City Deckerville is... Uh, someone's going to lose and someone's going to win, so we'll keep one area team left. But I like the chances of every of the few teams that did make it through. And even in the case of Mooney, it's a coin flip. But if they win that coin flip, I think we're getting it a, a lot more Mooney. Well, they're, uh, I think they're going at least to the semifinals. Whoever wins between Mooney and Everest, if they don't get to the semifinals, something happens. Something's wrong. Right. But, no, it's uh, – I wonder if there's been any other, uh, I guess, entities in the state that have done 100 football games since 2020. I that's don't know. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. But we have fun. I mean, we've basically, there have been very few times where we've had an opportunity to do a game and we didn't do it. And in 20, if we were a little more established, we probably would have done five more, five, ten more. Well, and also if they didn't keep stopping the season. <laughs> Yeah, let's not talk about that. And, because and we and we we lost three weeks off the regular season mm-hmm. because of COVID, and then I don't even want the playoffs. Yeah. the playoffs actually took four months to play. But we have uh, we have the weekend to finish up because Mooney did win. PH lost. We'll have to talk about those games and then uh, talk about maybe what it takes and how the difficult it is to make that jump to be where we hope teams could get, but where they unfortunately aren't right now. It's just because you're greedy. I am greedy. (laughs) We'll talk about Brady's greediness coming up on the program. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady, and uh, let's uh, get to it. There were a couple of Saturday games that we haven't had a chance to uh, talk about. You want to talk about uh, the PH first? or Yeah, let's get the negative stuff out of the way. Uh, because, well, after Friday it and going to the, the game Saturday, you're just like, all right, come on. Give me a happy note to end the <laughs> weekend on. And it started off great. First three drives, Port Huron looked like they, they couldn't be stopped. First drive on a fourth and five, a 30-yard touchdown pass from Oriole to Jaden Ashford, wide open, 7 nothing. Next drive, they're moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball. They get stopped inside the 10, but Hansel kicks the field goal, and it's 10 nothing. and you're going, great. They get another stop, I think another three and out, and Port Huron moves down the field. They have it first and goal from the four. Penalties make it third and goal from the 35, <laughs> and they score on a touchdown pass again to Jaden Ashford. So at this point, it's like 16 nothing after a, I think the extra point was blocked. And 16 nothing. and I think uh, Port Huron has more touchdowns than Lance Cruz has first downs. And I'm going... This is exactly what I was hoping for. PH is kicking butt. We are ready to go. Like, yes. And midway through the second quarter, and I'm not saying this was the entire reason because one player does not make that big of a difference, but Gavin Troy went out, and Lance Cruz abandoned trying to pass the ball, and Porter Heron High couldn't stop the run. Now, that makes up for one side of the ball. I don't know what they did defensively, but Port here and I could not move the ball after the point. It was 16-6 to at half, but it felt like Lance Cruz had all the momentum. We did have a weird refing situation that blew my mind. So real quick, uh, Port here and I is basically just trying to get the ball, run the clock out, get, get it to halftime, like kill the momentum. Lance Cruz had almost blocked a punt earlier in the quarter. So it's like third down. Third and a fair amount of distance. Let's call it third and like 12. Bad snap to Nate Oriole. He jumps up like tips it. Kid from Lance Cruz has a clear path to the end zone. He goes to grab it. Doesn't quite get it. And Palmer for Port Huron falls on it. And you go, oh, whew, avoided disaster, but they still have to get the punt off. Lance Cruz burns their last time out like a minute left in the half. Timeout goes through. Perk sends out the punt team. Lance Cruz sends out the punt return team. And the official turns and goes, no, no, first down. And everyone just kind of looks at each other. And the chains are like, what are you talking about? They move it back to first and 10 port here on, saying that the guy from Lance Cruz had picked it up, 
got possession. They're calling a change of possession on that? Yes. Picked it up, had possession, fumbled, and poured here and high picked it up. But they didn't make that distinction until after the minute and a half they spent on the timeout. And Perk went, okay, brought the punt team out, took the offense on the field, and basically kneeled out the half. And I thought the Lance Cruz coach was going to have a coronary because you went, BH just got a break, but it was it was not the right call, and it was. So then they're saying it was a fumble and another fumble. Yeah, so because you had two once, turnovers once on one Lance play. Cruz has possession, obviously they have the ball. They fumbled back to Port Huron, which would in turn give Port Huron a new set of downs. Yeah. It's like if you throw an interception and the return man fumbles and the off the original offense recovers, it's first and ten from that spot. So. That, that was weird, but it ended up not mattering because in the second half, uh, there were two running backs for Lance Cruz that couldn't be stopped, uh, and they ended up winning 34-16, and Portier and I couldn't get anything done. By the end, they were a mash unit. Um, at one point in the game, Gavin Troy, Amari Holler, Jaden Ashford, uh, and... A few other Port Huron players were all out, and they were on like their fourth string quarterback at one point, and they couldn't quite finish. Lance Cruz didn't want to win the game at the end, but they managed to Port Huron at one point. I think I don't know if you've ever had a longer one, but I had third and fifty-two. <laughs> that's my that's my personal record for just seen in a football game. Third and fifty-two. It would have been better if they got the first down. <laughs> well, they ended up punting, and the kid from Lance Cruz, if, I mean, Portion waves the white flag at this point, right? They're down two scores. There's like two minutes left. Fourth and 50, they say. All right, and it had gotten chippy at this point. They punt it, and they say, we concede, basically. Kid from Lance Cruz, the ball's walk just on the ground, and he's just like following it. And he ends up walking away from it. Must have clipped him because the kid from PH picks it up and the ref goes, first down Port Huron. And it gave Port Huron one last gasp, but they they couldn't, again, they had like two starters in at that point. So, but, something must have been in the air because I just before halftime of the Mooney game, they had a chance to really make a huge swing uh, in their game and uh, they would have had the ball inside the 45 of Marlette. And for some reason, the kid bent down and tried to pick up a punt. He shouldn't even have been in the area code. Uh, and they ended up turning the ball back over to Marlette, which at the time kept it a one-score game going into halftime. But So anyway, Portion drops to Lance Cruz. And instead of a crosstown showdown part two, neither side gets to play a second-round game. Well, I, I'm going to tell you why. And, and if you're telling me the Big Reds couldn't stop the run game for Lance Cruz, they wouldn't have stopped Lakeview because Lake, Lakeview was just unbelievable on Friday. It it was a change in philosophy from Lance Cruz because they were trying to throw the ball around with their senior quarterback. Then they started to run it. And when you didn't have Gavin Troy in the middle, who's a big thumper, who, again, I don't think it goes from running basically. They threw one pass play in the second half and moved it down the field. I don't think it goes from that to what happened in the first quarter, but it slows them down a little bit. So, but again, uh, they just, hey, it's, it, it was a rough first week of the playoffs and it continued with Port here on high. But you had a game where someone had to move on. Someone had to move on. Uh, and again, I was impressed with uh, Marlette at the beginning of the game. They came to play. Uh, you know, they, they weren't looking at this like, oh, we're not supposed to win this game. Mooney's supposed to, to kill us. They came out, got the, uh, the, the first kickoff, went out of bounds at the one. So Marlette got took the ball out at the 35, and they went 65 yards in like five running plays. Uh, they just ran it right down Mooney's throat, scored six nothing. The way you made it sound with Marlette's offense is it takes a little bit to adjust to their movement. They yeah. get your eyes moving, it, and if, if you're you not a disciplined defense, it might take a little bit to. If you haven't seen it before, yeah, it, it kind of it, it took Mooney. Uh, to the third drive before they started to kind of figure out where the ball was going and and what everything was about. 
because the the quarterback works out of a shotgun and he's got a running back with him, and then they put a guy on the wing on one side or the other, and every once in a while the running back will motion out of the backfield and then the guy from the wing will go into the backfield and take his place, and it's just kind of weird to look at. Um, and and they they run some good fakes. They they have a good quarterback, um, and you know they they drove down the field. Their problem was is that it was obvious they weren't going to be able to stop Mooney because Mooney came right back and scored. Then Marlette again went right down the field. Another sixty-five yard drive. They're up twelve to six. Mooney comes right back and scores. Makes an extra point. We finally had an extra point made. Hmm. So it was thirteen to twelve. Then Mooney got a stop. Went down and scored, took an eight-point lead in the game at 20-12, to 12, got another stop, and we had the situation with the punt where the, the ball's rolling backwards inside the 45, and it's you're, you're like, get out of there. What, right. are you, what are you doing? Get Let Marlette down the ball, and, and they would have had like a minute and 20 to work with with a couple of timeouts, and they would have been at like the 42-yard line. Hmm. And with a chance – to score again and get the ball first to start the third quarter. It's like you can put this game on ice. No, I'm going to go over and try and pick up the, the ball and turn it over. Learning experience. Yeah. So they they started the second half, but again, Mooney drove down the field, scored, went up 28-12. to, to 12. Uh, Then Marlette decided that they had to change things up, and they threw the ball pretty well uh, and got a score to, to, you know, make it interesting again. It was 28-18. And Mooney scored to make it 35-18 because Marlette couldn't get a stop. Right. And then Marlette came back, though. They scored, and then they recovered an onside's kick. But then they threw a pick six, and that put the game to bed. So it so. sounded like the intel we got from Mike Gallagher was pretty accurate. Yeah, they, they struggled. Hazen later, 196 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Plus, he had 22 tackles and a sack. That's a pretty good day at the office. <laughs> I mean, you, you say one player doesn't make a difference. I kind of think one player makes a well, difference there. Well, and also, what, four touchdowns for Everhart? Well, Everhart rushed for two. He had a 24-yard touchdown run and a 17-yard touchdown run on basically the same play, little uh, naked bootleg, Just, where everybody uh, thinks Hazenlater's getting the ball, and instead of handing it off, he runs around the corner and it was wide open both times. And they went, "Oh yeah, he's a pretty good uh he's a pretty good runner too." Yeah, then they had a perfect play call after they recovered an onside's kick at the Marlette 46 and everybody's thinking, "Well, they're just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball." Everhart rolled out and he uh threw a pass to uh Bright and he was wide open. I mean, there was nobody in the secondary except Luke Bright. And he basically walked it in 46 mm. yards for a score. Uh, and then Everhart had the uh, pick six between 50 and 60 yards uh, return. So uh, four, four touchdowns just needed a special team score, and he would have really <laughs> had the perfect game. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Mo- Mooney, on the offensive side of the ball, really can't complain about anything that they did in that football game. They, they were on it. Uh, and then, like I say, defensively, it took them a, a couple of drives to figure it out. But once they figured it out, they got enough stops to win the game by 24 points. And they move on with the rematch with Everest, which is probably the toughest game for an area team this week. But, hey, they didn't look past Marlette. Marlette gave them a fight. And it sounds like this is a Marlette team that maybe next year will be a little friskier when a lot of those kids come back who had experienced this. Yeah. Uh, again, they're not a big team, um, but I kind of like – I like uh, offensively, I like the design. Right. I really do. Like, it, it's it's kind of a cool look. It was different, uh, and it was effective for a while at least. Um, again, they're going to have to figure out something on defense. Though, well, cause... when a lot of those guys come back – you, and I know they're facing Hazen later, and they probably don't face a lot of Hazen laters, but, I mean, Ubley sounds like they have three or four. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's the thing with Marlette is they went, what, five and four in the regular season. They could take large strides and only, depending on what their crossovers are, only improve maybe a game or two and be six and three, seven and two, but make really tangible improvements. Yeah. 
And their problem is, is you know, this this year they got Mooney. Most years they get stuck with Beach and Ubley. Right. So it, it's, and you get the it's best, really tough to get something done in the playoffs. And you get get the best Mooney team in a generation. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's nice when you see a team ahead of schedule. Felt like Marlette was kind of in the same situation maybe Yale was. Uh, and they played at the same place for their playoff game. But uh, Mooney moves on to take on Everest, and that's the big one. Uh, do you want to talk about the games now, or do you want to save that for later and maybe Thursday show a little more? Um, yeah, well, we'll just mention uh, Marine City will get Hammondy, and I still can't believe that it, we're not getting a Marine City. Which that's game. Saturday night. Yeah. The only game in the state Saturday night. You're bitter about that. No, I like that. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. The Michigan-Michigan State game was last Saturday night. I understand that's why a lot of people didn't want to compete against that. But it just selfishly, I like covering more games, so I like there being Saturday afternoon and night games. Well, I, I prefer, if you're going to play on Saturday, I prefer a day game. I just think that I do too. normally it's it's warmer. Well, it's actually we've actually had a really nice year with weather. Yeah, like, but it's coming. I, I <laughs> you know it is. I think it rained one game I did this year, and I think that was week one. And, I, and I'm worried it's going to come Friday uh, because there's a, there's a chance I might be outside on Friday. So we'll Ooh. see. Well, hopefully, I, I I think there's going to be three or four of us there covering the at, game. at Brown City Deckerville. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's kind of like. The Sanilac County game now. Um, anything else in this first segment, Dennis? Uh, no, Mooney and Everest, and uh, we should mention Ubley's going to play Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Uh, those are the other games that will be going on uh, this week uh, in the uh, playoffs, and as Brady said, we'll get more into that in the next podcast. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, Coach Brady now wants to uh, tell you uh, how tough it is to play football. No, I'm not. <laughs> Calm down. Because, you know, as you... I haven't harassed you in like five minutes. Get a chance to digest everything that happened. Obviously, again, the only team that lost that we were really surprised by was Armada. And who knows, maybe after Saturday night, we'll come back and go, okay, we, we, we understand. Because Hamity is a 9-1 team. And we'll see if, if they even if they lose to Marine City but play them well, then that okay, that absolves Armada of guilt. But there was a lot of tough matchups, and, and Dennis, I I don't want to say this part's easy because it's not, but it's easier going from being a team that struggles and wins one, two, three games a year to going to a playoff team is not easy, but it's more doable. It the, the steps are, I guess, simpler and less complicated than going from being a playoff team to being a team that wins district and regional titles. And then the step from being a team that wins district and regional titles to a team that wins state titles is even tougher than that because the margins become thinner of what the difference is and the talent becomes greater as you climb that ladder. Well, I mean, we've talked about this too before. There's area good and there's state good. And a lot of times, there's a big difference between the two. Usually, and again, I'm oversimplifying this, but if you, with any, most schools, if you get the students in there to commit, you know, you, you work with your other sports, and you have them in the weight room, you have them working hard, you have them committed, you can get to a point where you win more than you lose. Like, usually most schools have enough talent that if you have a good coach, and you have a, a program where the kids are in the weight room and, and attending practices and workouts in the offseason, you can get to five, six wins a year for the most part. Again, are there classes where there's just no talent? Yes. Are there cl- classes where you just have a bunch of talent and by osmosis they win five, six games? Yes. But for the most part, to get to the playoffs, if you can get the commitment – that's there now to win district and regional games. Sometimes you need a special class. Sometimes you need a couple special players or it you just need to be so ingrained in your culture like a Marine City or a Deckerville or an Ubley or a Beach that it just becomes you, you get them young and by the time they get to high school, they're expecting to win at that point. Yeah, uh, a, a good example is like Algonac. Algonac had that three-year stretch 
where that class was just unbelievable. Well, they stacked they, a couple they, of classes yeah, together. They, they won 31 games or something like that in a three-year stretch and made a couple of nice runs. But once that was through, it fell off quickly to the point where they didn't even field the football team this past season. Yeah, and working your way up there is really tough, and you you want it to be a linear progression. Like, you'd love it to go, okay, you come into a bad program, you get the commitment. Year two, you, you battle for a playoff spot. Year three, you win a playoff game. Year four, five, and six, you're competing to make big runs. But that's just not the nature of high school sports. And while we had a lot of good teams around here, they played a lot of good teams. Like, Orchard Lake St. Mary's is Orchard Lake St. Mary's. No shame in losing that game. Lakeview is a program that's probably playing its best football in a long, long time. Like, I remember when I was in high school, Lakeview, it wasn't to the point where it was Lamphere, get your stats in, but you weren't losing to Lakeview. Uh, Lance Cruz is another program playing up in the white. Same kind of situation. Ovid Elsie is a, a team in D6 that is always good. Freeland is a team that played in the semifinal a year ago. Um, and then again, we'll see what Hamity is, but, and Lamphere, Marysville, I think was a little banged up and a little down and Lamphere might take it on the chin this week, but again, it's to St. Mary's. So to get to that point, it's not easy. And I hope that some area teams realized how tough it is to take that next step. You know, again, winning I guess winning winning districts and regionals is a little different than winning a state title. Like everything's got to come together for you to win a state yeah, title. I, okay. You have to have a little bit of luck to go along with all the things you do right, like injuries, avoiding that. Yeah, get a get a deep. Like sometimes it's getting a good draw. Sometimes, like you said, it's avoiding injuries. Sometimes it's just hey. A lot of athletic kids were born in the same 18-month span in an area. So basically, I mean, if you make a regional final, and unless you just had an easy district like whoever plays Mooney or Everest, like if you earn a district title and you're competitive in a regional game, once you get to that point, everything's kind of out the window and that's where luck comes in. Sometimes you need some bounces. Sometimes you need uh, teams to maybe not play their best game. At that point, hey, once you get to the, the regional, unless you're in like D1, um, it that's where it's, hey, you get some luck, you're in a state final. You get some bad luck, you're out in a regional final. For the most part, those final eight teams usually are all pretty darn good. Now, some are obviously more likely to make a state final than others, but I bet you in an average year some cheap <laughs> six or seven of those teams are all state championship quality level teams yeah um so in, in our area brady like and and you did this a little earlier like you you put kind of in, in the segments these are people who could get to ford field oh these yeah the tier list get to this these are people who can do this if we did a tier list Right now, obviously, we still think Ubley has a chance. We still think they're a favorite. Um, it's hard for like the eight, the eight man. It's hard for me to say Brown City is a slam dunk because a they have to beat Deckerville. They have to beat Deckerville this week, and then they're going to have to play either Lenaway Christian, Lenaway, or, Christian Martin. or Martin. And we saw what Martin did to. That's the only team that's handled. But Brown still, City once you get year. to a semifinal, you kind of throw everything out the window and go. If you get to that point, you're good enough to win a state. You can't fluke your way to a semifinal. No, but I'm I'm in just ninety nine percent. I'm just saying the it, the teams that are left there, anybody could win. Right, that state that state championship. There isn't like I'm locked in and saying there's no way they can lose or right whatever. The, the it, just getting there is a gauntlet. Um, how, however, like in, in D eight, I really like Ubley's chances. Um, again, with the draw, I mean, if Mooney wins this week, they're probably going to get Parkway. Yeah. And that's the team they handled in week one. That's again, a team they've handled for the last couple of years. Again. And it's funny. We talk about luck. If you flip, just flip Mooney and Harbor beaches, draw 
Beach is a favorite to go to a semifinal or the final, but they end up in a district with probably top five Lutheran Seminary, at worst top three Ubley, likely number one Ubley, and they're out in the first round. But give Beach Mooney's draw, they have a good game with Everest, and if they win that, we're saying, hey, Beach is playing in a semifinal. Yeah. And then in the semifinals, there'll be a good team there, probably what, Ottawa, Ottawa Lakes, Lake Whiteford. But again, I don't know much about them. And again, that, and they probably don't know much about Mooney. And that's when it kind of goes up out and just throw their, everything out and see see where it lands. And it was some tougher draws for the area. But again, you want to be those teams that you know people in the state fear. You have to win those games. But I just thinking about it, it's tough to make that next step, and it's really tough to to be playing in regional title games constantly and semifinal games constantly. And it's something that when you do have those runs like Almont's had and Marine City's in the middle of and Ubley has been doing, you can't take it for granted because with with uh, the runs, you never know when it's going to end. You never know when, hey, you get a couple weak classes, maybe a couple low number classes, and like that, you know, I'm sure Algonac thought, they were going to be a BWAC contender for a long time, and now they are back behind square one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with Marine, Marine City went to the finals last year. Like, I think sometimes people forget that. Right. Like, they were in the championship game. This year, if they get by Hammondy, which I'm very hopeful of, um, probably Frankenmuth. I mean, unless it's going ca- to be catastrophe Franken. happens. And, and, well, we thought it was going to be thing. Durand and <laughs> Durand lost. That's true. <laughs> but like last year, would that Marine City team have beaten Frankenmuth? Maybe because Frankenmuth only lost last year to GRCC. I think in the semifinal on the other side. Yeah. So if they get a bad draw. Let's say things go disastrous and Marine City gets in a district with Frankenmuth. One of those teams last year who was a Final Four team each doesn't get a chance to make it out of yeah. the district. Um, but like, look at what Marine City's done the last four or five years. 18, they play in a semifinal. Uh, 19, they lose to Almont, who played in the state championship by two points. There's a perfect example. If a if that game goes slightly different, Marine City might be playing in a state championship instead of uh, instead of Almont. Uh, 2020, they lose to Frankenmuth in a regional, and then last year they lose to Catholic Central in the state finals. There's that, a reason why we put Marine City on the pedestal. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the and uh, again, if you're not familiar with Ubley, go to the the state historical site and just kind of look at what Ubley has done. Over the years, just just go and look at what Deckerville has has done. Some of those teams up up in the uh, the thumb that you might not know uh, as much uh, about, and yeah, and Marine City. We're actually very fortunate in our area to have that many teams. Like we're not talking about Detroit. We're not talking about Grand Rapids. Right. We're we're talking about St. Clair and Sandlack County. And and right off the the hop, there are like four teams that just traditionally do well. Yes. And Beach and Ubley take turns knocking each other off, or who knows? And then the BWAC just has usually two teams that are really good at any given time, but it rotates. Yeah. So and well, I mean, we we can talk about that too ad nauseum. That the, there was an opportunity for the BWAC to make a big statement as a conference, right? And it didn't happen. They lost all five games. Yeah. But, uh, and again, for the most part, they do it with the kids that are in their borders. Exactly. And I'm not going to get into that debate. But, <laughs> hey. Well, I know Crosslex lost to a team that probably doesn't have anybody from Orchard Lake. <laughs> heck, so, heck of a few athletes in Orchard Lake, right? Apparently, they're all great in Orchard Lake. Yep. Every year. So, for the last. 50 years. Yep. <laughs> so that's uh, – uh, yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that because <laughs> I want to get through this and, and and move on. But it it's really tough 
to go from winning a playoff game to competing year in, year out for regional titles and semifinals. And at that point, again, once you get to about the regional finals and especially the semifinals, it's kind of throw everything out the window. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Still more to uh, come here on the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And as we uh, wind down the uh, the high school uh, football season, and I, I say that, but we're down to four games uh, this week, and we're guaranteed at least one team to make through next week. But again, I think Ubley's the favorite, and I think uh, Mooney has a pretty good shot. I mean, again, that's going to be a toss-up. 
But Dennett, we'll talk about all those games on Thursday. Is there anything else that's kind of a post-mortem on well, the rest of the teams in the area? Because I, I, have, yeah. well, I do have to do this. Okay. So, because um, I, I, I'm going to assume somebody caught me. Yes. Because um, I, I went I five so. I went five and five, which was actually the, the best week amongst our group. Yes. <laughs> to uh, go 82 and 18 this year. In 100 picks to get 82 right. That's I'm, pretty I'm, good. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, uh, Brady, you, you finished third. The, the, the guests the, got the, me. The, no, the overall, the guests were terrible Oh, not the guests, the, the people. The overall public went 75 and 25. Uh, you went 74 and 26. So I was a game off. And then the, uh, the, the guests were 68 and 32 this That's year. That's rough. Uh, and by the way, if, if Taddy caught me, that doesn't count. Hmm. Because Taddy's uh, official total uh, has a five and five week, not a nine and zero or whatever he had when he changed all his picks online. He told you he was going to do that. Doesn't matter. You can't pick twice. All right, I get to go back and pick twice. I went hundred and zero this year. No, he he did it all before. But no, anyway, he, didn't. he cheated. So with everything, with all the teams left, again, we'll talk about that next show and get into those games because I think there's going to be some interesting matchups. But overall as the season, I mean, we had some really good regular seasons, obviously disappointed in the playoffs. But what did you think of, at least all the teams that aren't playing anymore, what did you think of this year for them? All right, well, I'm, I mean, I'll start kind of at the, the top and work my way down. Uh, Port Huron Northern, uh, again, I, I thought they had a really good season. This is about the the fifth or sixth year in a row where defensively you really noticed. Like you really noticed that like the the Huskies play good defense. And this year they scored a little more. Now Dylan Bloink won't be there next year, but Ty Fletcher went three and one in four games uh, as a sophomore. I I think he's got some some talent. So I think the I think Northern is going in the right direction Here. again. They're in a they're in a situation where PH is in this class too. You can be really good. Let, let's think back to 2020. That PH team was a hell of a team. Yeah, there's always going to be De La Salle. Right. It's just always going to be there. And what do you do about it? That yeah, that's what I talked about last segment. Is that kind of has to be your obsession is how do we catch them? How do we figure out? And again, you're working with us. You're playing against a stack deck. You are all like you can, those kids can give 120%. And again, we'll go back to the comment made when they played in 20 and they go, you have a hell of a team. Where'd you get the kids from? And coach looks around and goes that street, that street, that street, and that yeah. street. What do you mean? Where did I get them from? But here are the last four full seasons of Port here on Northern. 2018, 10 and 2 gave up 149 points. 2019, 8 and 2 gave up 161 points. 2021, 8 and 3, 158 points. 2022, 110 points after an 8 and 2 season. But but if, if that's you, a really good stretch. But if you went down there, you'll always see that game, Roseville or De La Salle, where a quarter of their points came in that one game. Yeah. That they gave up. Yeah, and and it's again, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about and and go. Well, they have to figure out a way because it's it's really hard to do. And like we said, Northern and Portier and I, the last couple of years have been either one or the other has been a borderline top ten team. But the gap from ten to five, the top five, is it, it's it's an exponential growth there. It's the difference between like twenty five and ten might be closer than the difference between ten and two, and, and then the, the, with PH the, the big thing Brady, they need some more kids. They didn't have depth this year and injuries. They they didn't have those guys to to plug the holes. No, and that that hurts. Yeah, you'd like to get depth. I'm sure about ninety percent of our schools would like a little more depth. But I, I don't you think there's there's kids at PH you that think could, so that are walking I, the halls that could again, be playing they football have, they had a and J why wouldn't you they have a good program they have J a JV and a freshman team but uh, I mean you talk to Perk and he'll tell you 
you uh, you'd rather have 25 kids that are all in than have 40 to 45, and you have 15 just happy to have a uniform on and wanting just wanting to say they're on the football team. So there are positives and negatives with both. Uh, but yeah, I'd rather have depth than not. And if you can get 35, 40 kids that are all committed, that makes a big difference. Yeah, it, it, but it just felt like to me like you go out to practice and there's 17 guys there and you're like, how are they going to do it this week? Like I, I know that the 17 guys that are there are players. Yeah. But it's like you, you saw it. Troy Holler, you know, Ashford, they're, they're all out of the game at the same time. You can't fill those gaps. You're already playing without uh, Allen. Yeah. I mean, at any point, if you lose, call it four of your top eight players, 99% of schools are SOL at that point anyway. Um, But, yeah, again, they are doing what they need to in conference play. Again, they can't control that. The other four teams in the MAC Blue weren't very good this year. They they can't control the crossovers they were given were the worst teams in the in the gold. But they just need to find a way. Their obsession needs to be how do we take that next step? Because they're close. They are the, again the last half decade. Both those programs have been re, have been really good Division two teams. Their obsession needs to be how do they become a great Division two team? Yeah. Um, Marysville is an interesting one for me because uh, I think there's some talent there. Um, and, and I, again, like this year, coming into this season, I couldn't figure out is this team a three win team or is this team a six or seven win team? And they ended up being kind of in the middle of that. They won five games, they had a nice win over Lampfear. Um, that got them in the playoffs. That, that yeah, basically got them into the uh, the playoffs. Um, they had a nice stretch at the end of the year, but then kind of around week nine and going into this game with Lamphere in the playoffs, they kind of look banged up. And again, there's the the question like uh, the numbers are good, but the when they get a major injury, it's hard to to plug that hole. And I know it is for everybody. But, um, you know, Marysville is a tough one for me to, to figure because I think the silver was good this year, too. Yeah, is the other thing. to what the silver usually to, com- was. Yeah, normally there's Marine City and one contender. One, one contender, and a lot of years that contender is Marysville. Yes. Um, and, and this year uh, South Lake was good. Lamphere w- was good. You know, and even St. Clair couldn't score, but their defense was good. Yes. So you knew it wasn't going to be necessarily an, a cakewalk win. Um, so it, it was. it's a little tougher to judge Marysville and just where they're at. Like, but they're a, they're a team that I think, Brady, I, or I just feel like they should at least be getting to the playoffs every year. Yeah, and especially with the numbers they have, that should be a goal. And you look at the last, I mean, okay, you want to go ever since Braun left. They've only missed the playoffs a handful of times. And I don't think they've ever gone more than two. Or they, they, the most they've missed is back-to-back years. Yeah, They've never gone three years in a row. And last year, hey, they, they lost a tremendous class a year ago. There was going to be some regression, and this year they they took a little bit of a step forward. But Marysville, again, since they that class left in twenty, it feels like outside of the first Lampfear game in the big games when every chips pushed into the middle of the table, they just come up a little bit short and have to find a way to. Not win all of them again. I'm not asking you to beat Elmont, Marine City, South Lake all in the same year and PH. But hey, finish the Elmont game or even have a better showing against Port here on high again. I know injuries at some point, but yeah, Marys was a program, and and, and I hate. Um, I didn't like it when I was there, and, and I don't like it now when people try to call to the history. And it's like, okay, listen, you can respect the tradition, but if we're being honest. That was a lifetime ago. These kids weren't alive when that was going on. Like, 
it would have been great if it was a seamless transition, but they need to kind of forge their own new identity of what they are going to be as a school. Again, you still respect the past. Hey, it's Walt Braun Viking Stadium for a reason. You still respect and honor those teams of the past, but find your identity now. As, respect the past but forge your own path is how I'd put it. And that's what I think Marysville needs to do. With St. Clair, again, I just think that they were where Marysville was a year ago. And this team reminds me a little bit of the 2020 team. A lot of younger players that just need to figure out how to win and get it done. And once they do, I actually think St. Clair might have a really nice bounce back year next year. Because, again, you, you look at their losses and if they make a few plays in some of them, it's a lot closer than what it was. What, the Marysville game was 6 nothing at half? Uh, the you know, Richmond game was 14 nothing, and that was because Benetti scrambled twice on the first two drives. Yeah, and, and we, we talk about, you know, the their lack of offense. They actually moved the ball. They just didn't finish many drives. Right. Start finishing some drives, and with that defense – because this is really two years in a row now that that defense has kind of stood out and said, you know, hey, you know, like you, you took notice what they did to North Branch in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, a year ago. The the defensive stands they made in the Crosslex game to give themselves a fighting chance at least in that uh, in that football game. Uh, again, they had a young quarterback this year. He's got some talent. Yeah. Peyton Ellis is not a bad player. No. Um, so it, it's just finding the pieces around him. And it didn't the, help. The, it. the line was young this year. They've got a year under their belt now going into next year. They're going to hit the weight room. They're going to, you know, and, and you know that they're not only about being physically tough there, they're about being mentally tough in that uh, program. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think St. Clair can be a lot better next year. And you look at, again, it doesn't help that they're – after they graduated a great class, the silver's pretty darn good. Yeah. Like, the teams they lost to. Yeah, they might have had a better chance staying in the gold this year. <laughs> the, the, the Richmond loss, I'm sure they look back at that and go, we should have had that one. Because that was the only one where, at the end of the season, they weren't in the playoffs. They lose to Marine City. They lose to Lampfear. They lose to Southlake. They lose to Marysville. They lose to Northern. All teams that played in the postseason. So they weren't losing to bad teams. They just weren't quite up to snuff. And again... That those kids learn how to get it done and learn to win. You might see a turnaround like he did from twenty to twenty-one. You know, and then the the BWAC I kind of group all to, together, like because I know there are four really good teams in the BWAC, um, but in in the grand scheme, somebody's got to start winning in in the playoffs consistently and and making runs consistently well north branch was a very senior heavy team they're probably going to take a step back next year i mean this was a group that was should should be in BWAC contention and with a better draw maybe still playing football again their offense did what they needed to do they just couldn't get a stop Croslex brings a lot back. Like, they lose some nice pieces. But I'm just going to go through their roster right now and tell you all the players that are coming back. Gavin Espinoza, Joey Scaramazzino, uh, you look, Nick Monzo. You have Abeli Grappi coming back, Reese Knoll, Joey Ramsey. Like, those are all guys, and then there's others, a bunch of others that, that make plays. You lose guys like Benny Mendoza. You lose the receiving core, among others, but Nolan Moore. But they have a lot coming back, and you know they, they are cultivating talent in the lower levels. Croslex, I think, has, has a good mix of older and younger kids. When you have your quarterback coming back, that seems like it's half the battle in any case for, for the Pioneers. They're going to stay healthy, too. Uh, uh, again, I don't like making excuses, and coaches don't like hearing excuses. But th- they didn't get much luck in, in that department. They played a lot of the year without Belly Grappi. At the end, they didn't have Joy Ramsey. I'm sorry, those are two very important players that were out of their lineup for important games. And then you go to Armada, and it seems like 
they're, pl- they're, they're good players are either seniors or really young guys. Like, you take guys like, uh, uh, just going through the roster, Tristan or Vinny Fodale, Leo Andrews, uh, all guys we, we talked about, Kyle Conan that uh, played well, Dougie Kujawa, that names we all said who were seniors. But then you also have guys coming back. You have a sophomore quarterback. Uh, Zach Dykes is a really nice player that will be back. TJ Seiler is a name we said a lot. So you have the cupboards not bare for them. It all depends on how the younger levels are developing. And that's going to be another big test. When you don't have a bunch of seniors there, How's your program? No, you don't have to go eight and one, seven and two, and win a BWAC title. But are you in the playoffs competing next year? And what will be a, a much changed BWAC? Uh, and Elmont is the uh, the other one. They have they lose some very talented seniors. They lose a lot of really talented seniors. But again, like Marine City and like some other programs, Elmont just seems to find a way to to reload. And then the other two teams I want to talk about here are Yale, who made a big step forward this year. Can they sustain it? Can they make the next step? And Richmond, who for over a decade was a dominant team in the BWAC, they've fallen off the last couple of years. Do they start making the move back to being a a big-time competitor in the league? Uh, I I think so. I mean – you you look through all all of Yale's roster. Let's start with them. They bring a lot of talented players. A lot of guys' names who I was saying, uh, junior, junior, junior. They have some good seniors. Don't get get it wrong. And I think one of their biggest losses is going to be James Taylor Barr, who's who's a really nice player. But there's a lot of younger guys on this team that are going to be coming back. That are going to be going to be uh, I think Yale might be a team that hey is not a team you want to play next year especially on the road and Richmond again yeah if you bring your quarterback back that that's a big part of the battle he's only going to be a junior next year Trey Graham's only going to be a junior next year and you have to find ways to supplement them but you you lose some nice players I wish we could have seen more of of Blake Esselink this year mm-hmm. but he's gone but Gavin Frick's a player that you talk to the, any of the Richmond coaches that they that they love Connor Bergeron who maybe played a bigger role than they expected but he got a lot of experience this year which should uh, help him yeah Matt Mish is a big lineman for them they'll Richmond will be better next year. I, I really think so. You might see uh, it might be a little bit of a, I don't want to say upheaval, but I don't think the BWAC's going to look like it did this year. And you hope MLA City gets more kids out and takes the next step, maybe is a bit frisky, and we hope we see Algonac yeah. playing. My, my thing with Richmond is I want to see them kind of close the gap when, when they play the, the powerhouse teams. The, the scores were pretty lopsided. Let's let's start getting more competitive. I'm not saying you have to go out there and beat these teams next year, but let's not lose to these teams 60-7. to seven. Right, and I, I think that's going to be the goal because you know there's athletic talent in Richmond. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Not a whole else lot. Um, it, again, I'm excited for the teams that we have left. I think Mooney, this is a big one for them. And if this is, I don't want to say this makes or break their season because that's not fair. They've had a wonderful season. But if you win this game, anything after this feels like gravy, right? You beat Everest twice. You made it to the prep bowl. But if you lose, it just leaves that sour taste. Like, again, I used the example of Kingston. They beat Deckerville. They whooped Deckerville in the regular season. At Deckerville, first time since Dennis, you were you you might have still been in high school the last time that Kingston beat Deckerville. I think it was my senior year. Yeah, I, I do. I think it was. So you feel good about that, but you get him in the playoffs, and I know Kingston wasn't completely healthy, but it doesn't matter. Your season ends at home to Deckerville, and yeah, you broke the streak, but they got the last laugh. Where if Mooney can beat. Everest, you really feel good. You really solidify yourself in the air. Again, 
if Armada would have beaten Hamity and they beat Marine City again, guess what? Armada's really putting that stamp of we're here, no fluke about it, we're, we're legit to, to, to their season. Um, again, I think Ubley's going to show Michigan Lutheran Seminary the difference between being a top five and a top two team in the state. And uh, Brown City and Deckerville is going to be fun because Brown City, it seems like they've skipped a few steps and they've <laughs> gone from, from uh, you know, first year in the eight-man to state title contender. Now, the, the, they're certainly fun to, uh, to watch. Um, again... I think Brown City's the favorite. I think they should win that football game, but Deckerville is Deckerville, so you better show up and, Deckerville, and play. And we'll talk about this more on Thursday, but they have all the makings of a team that is going to that could spoil a young team's success. I'm really interested to see how the Ubley Seminary game plays out. Just how good is Seminary? Just how good is Ubley? If 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 we come back and it's 54 to 14, then I'm just going to crown Ubley at that point. <laughs> because we know a seminary's good. Yeah. And I expect it to not be over at halftime. And if it is, Ubley, state champs. And, and until I see different, I'm going to disrespect Hammondy. <laughs> and I like Marine City in that matchup. Uh, and the one that's really got me nervous, though, is this Mooney. I did the first game. Mooney beat him, but they didn't dominate them I mean that was a nail biter and this game is as far as I'm concerned flip a coin right that's how close this is right so but Dennis before you know it, it's going to be baseball and or baseball basketball and hockey season that's just around the corner well don't rush me yet I'm not gonna rush you but you kind of get into that <laughs> what every other team in the area is let, let, let's 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 crown a couple of district Champs in football. Hopefully, uh, a couple the, regional the, champs this, this weekend, uh, and uh, and and start thinking about regionals, and, and then we can worry about basketball a little more. All right, sounds good. Uh, I'll think more about basketball uh, maybe uh, on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see. All right. Anything else? Nope. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do the uh, the preview for the games, the the few games we have on Thursday, and well, three of the five games in the area we're covering this week. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.